I'm Charlie Taylor. I'm Ben Carter, a head of hip hop by the numbers on Twitter, where I use hip hop statistics to highlight the bigger picture. And I am director of the Fifth Element, where I highlight the Fifth Element hip hop, which is knowledge. And welcome to Digging and Digging. I have no lyrics to be fun with, so hi. Oh man, I'm missing that part of our the start of the podcast when you hit me with some lyrics and I'm like, I have no idea where these lyrics are from <laughs> and I sound like an idiot. <laughs> well, our topic is our topic is kind of broad, so I, I didn't really know where to where to go with it, so I just, yeah, I, just I just left it as is. So uh, if it, if it's something very specific, then obviously like if it's one eyes, then I'll you know have fun with that but nah nah we we won't be doing that today but anyway um how you doing how's your week and what have you been blasting this week oh man it's been a good week that sound like a game show what have you been blasting Uh, it's been a good week actually uh i had a great weekend and man new music's just heating the hell up like there's so much music released on friday and i Mm -hmm. actually got back into my like Mm. reviewer bag of almost force feeding myself music because i'm like i've got to listen to this and this and this i didn't get to burner boy which i was kind of disappointed in but uh i listened to pretty much everything else um i listened to e40's practice makes paper that was pretty good what i'm really surprised about is that people don't like e40 i was like i've seen this multiple times when i've tweeted about him Mm. and and i posted on my personal account and they're like what people don't like e40 i'm like yes it's a pretty common mm. held opinion like a lot of people said he it's yeah weird, it's so it? weird a lot of people said he ruined uh i don't fuck with you with big sean i'm like what his verse was incredible <laughs> like i played that verse for my mom and my mom my mom was like whoa this is great like this is actually funny i said yeah this is this guy so the album uh it slaps but it's not really as as hard as his previous albums i don't know if his his son, I think, is his son or his cousin. No, it must be his son, Droopy. Droopy's a producer, and I'm not. I didn't check the production credits, but whenever Droopy's on the beat, it really hits hard. And I have to assume he didn't produce a lot of this because it doesn't. Hit, the beats aren't that hard. But um, I would totally recommend people check that out. That's one of those albums you can put on and like be fully engaged in the album because you just get lost in E40 stories and punchlines. That's a great album. Uh, also listened to YBN Corday's album, The Lost Boy. I ran the numbers on it, and it's like a really kind of heartfelt, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's dealing with some real stuff, and, and the, the kid can really spit. Like, he can really rap. So I, I quite enjoyed that. Uh, I said to you in the, the message, the, like yesterday, <laughs> when uh, just before my chance message that you said was the greatest message of all time, uh, that this was basically what I wanted the Chance album to be. So that kind of leads you down the path of where I think of the Chance album. I listened to BJ the Chicago Kid. Uh, didn't really like it that much. I was like, I was listening to it yesterday with Winnie. And, yeah, I know. Oh. So when I first heard it, I thought, you know, this is pretty chill. It's pretty pretty nice vibe. And then Winnie and I were listening to it yesterday. And we got to like song seven or something. And we both had the same thought at the same time. We were just like, 
this album's not actually very good. Can we change it? I'm like, yes, we can actually. Uh, it's just, it felt derivative and, and kind of like, it's been done a million times before and there was nothing really new and exciting on it. And I was like, eh, I don't know. So I checked that out. Um, Chance the Rapper. Fuck, we have so much music to talk about. This is crazy. So Chance the Rapper. We're not going to get fully into it, but I think it was a, I think it was a mid-tier project. It was it was okay. The first few songs were incredible. I really liked Chance rapping on that first track. Like it just reminded me that he can really rap, like really spit. And then it just was too long, and hmm. I don't know that I'm in the right headspace to really enjoy that Chance album. Uh, I don't know. Everyone on Twitter saying it's fire. I'm kind of like. Really, guys, it's really not. You know, it's it's pretty mid. But then, I want to let's t- we'll talk about Rich Brian. I want you to talk about what you've listened to, and then we can just talk about Rich Brian at the end because I think we both need to to have a discussion about this. So you tell me what you've listened to, and we'll, we'll save up Rich Brian. <laughs> okay, so okay, so I started my week with Inspector Deck. Uh, his album oh, nice. number nine dropped, and. Uh, yeah, I I really I really enjoy I really enjoyed it. So you know, so I, I think Inspector Deck next to him and Jizza, like I think they're my top two. What uh, Wu Tang, uh, Wu Tang guys? I think they just I just think lyrically they're on a higher plane in my opinion. And uh, production wise, Inspector Deck is just so clean with it, so clean. The samples on this are superb. I love it. Um, I listened to one by a guy named Jay Hertz, uh, with a period in the middle, uh, called Peace versus Peace, so, like, gun peace, like, weapon peace mm. versus peace, like, peace sign. I made that really confusing, don't know why. Uh, that's a, that was no. a nice EP, um, beats were relatively just, uh, you know, basics, like, you sound like you got more beat stars, to be completely honest with you, but, you know, lyrically, it was, um, it was, lyrically, it was very cohesive, um, sticks with the, with the theme of, you know, um, of being peaceful instead of like, you know, stop the violence kind of thing. So it was, it was, it was a good message. Um, uh, Seed Ensemble, uh, Drift Glass, which is a, which is a jazz album, uh, will, I will say, uh, consisted of, it's a 10 piece, it's a 10 piece, uh, jazz, uh, jazz collective, uh, formed of several, several people, uh, led by a saxophonist, I forget her name, I'll get her name up while I talk, um, and it also has, uh, some people that I know about, uh, such as, uh, Theon Cross, who's a good tuba player from, um, uh, formerly of a group called Sons of Kemet, <clears throat> let me get my charge right quick, um, yeah, and, uh, it's a, it's a very good album, I only listened to it simply because, only got brought to it because simply uh, the Mercury Prize which is a uh, prestigious mm, yeah. uh, UK music uh, award um, uh, the shortlist dropped for that and there's many there's a lot of good albums on there and Seed Ensemble's Drift Glass was on there and I was actually not privy to that um, uh, until then so I listened to it because of that simply because of that and it was super enjoyable really loved it and there was there were times where it was a bit uh crescendo-y and it was just like uh had too much going on in my ear but um, but you know that that can be that's just that's just sometimes for you i guess um but yeah that was that was, that was real nice uh what else did i get to um oh yes so a guy called aj munson uh cigarettes and coffee 
I caught this off the back of uh, shout again to Hip Hop Golden Age for uh, I just saw their list again. They uh, they 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 redid their 2019 list that I mentioned a few weeks ago, and they added a couple more things, including AJ Munster's project. And uh, yeah, that was a uh, that was very nice. It was it was kind of a very throwback feel. Uh, some good features on there from that you you've never heard none of these people. So you know, just uh, it, you just go in there with a with no expectation at all, and it's, uh, it's kind of surprising listen, so uh, that's very enjoyable. Yes, and if I'm ranking the four that you, well, you've already mentioned the big ones anyway, so if I'm ranking the four, I'm going to go Chance to Rap a Big Day first, uh, fourth, because, like, I mean, like you said, we already had this discussion um, off wax where, you know, I'm, I'm going to be super generalizing about this, but it literally, to me, it felt like there was... One introspective track, one happy, super positive track, one flex track, and then you get those three vibes, times that by seven, and you've got the big day, basically. That's, yeah, I'm yeah. really generalizing. I'm not obviously not nah, being very nah, specific. That's, accurate, that's how I felt. Yeah, it, that's how it felt. It just felt like three vibes. Uh, let me just, uh, let's just make a beat off that vibe <clears> and then, and then just, uh, just go off. There were about two yeah. tracks that I really enjoyed and I was uh, considering putting on the regular rotation. I forget the names, but one, one of them was with Ari Lennox. Really enjoyed that one. Uh, and I forget the other one to be honest, but, um, yeah, that, yeah. But of course, you know, consensus for me, for most people, I think is it was too long. I've, I've, I haven't seen anybody go, mm, that was, that was a well time. That was a well, uh, <laughs> well timed yeah, uh, project nah. uh, for runtime. No Re- one's saying really, that, really no. on point with the hour and seventeen freaking minutes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nobody's saying that. Um, and I, I, I find it, I find it quite interesting actually of how mixed this is. I shout out to my boy Tyler, who's a big, big, big fan of Chance, and he was like, "I don't really know how to feel about it in the moment. I, I feel like I need to give it a couple more listens." Now I feel like he's. Uh, you know, compensating for his fandom going like, I want to like it. So I'm going to listen to it several more times just yeah, so yeah, I can fair, find, fair. find a place to like That's it, uh, find a positive spin on it. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, shout, shout out to Tyler um, and shout out to, shout out to Chance. Um, third. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go YB and Corn Day's Lost Boy. I, yeah, while I enjoyed, while I enjoyed the project overall, um, and the lyrics were on point. I feel like those that's one of those projects where if I if I was one of those people that went on to Genius constantly to read lyrics, that he that would probably be one of those albums where I'm just like, mm, yeah, that was that was a bar right there. Uh, that's where I'd probably go for. But um yeah, I don't I don't know. There was um I don't know, it felt safe at the same time as well. Yeah. I don't know why. Um I d- uh, I don't know. Just it didn't. It, oh, excuse me. To hit the hit the table. It didn't really feel risky to me. I don't know. What, I don't know why. There wasn't really an element. There wasn't an element of risk. I felt like I've heard. You know, I haven't really heard much of YBN all day. I think I listened to a bit of the YBN album like a year or so ago. But um, yeah, it was. Um, you know, it was kind of what I expected. I guess it was. It was. It was. It, it met the expectations. I'd say. Uh, second. I'll go BJ's Chicago Kid one one two three. Um, I don't know where you're coming from. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> don't know where you're All coming right. from. Um, I really, I really enjoyed his previous album, uh, in my mind from 2016. I really remember listening yeah, to that. Yeah, I uh, like that I was too. In my yeah. uni door, uh, uni uh, accommodation, and I really enjoyed in my mind listening to that back in, uh, a few years ago. So, um, yeah, and one one two three felt uh. Just off the bat with the Anderson Pack feature and that song, that was oh just my a vibe gosh. right there. Literally, it's called Feel what? the Vibe, so literally, like, super oh, vibey, Anderson love that Pack, track. Man. Uh, Anderson Pack, we have to have a conversation about <laughs> yeah, this bro. guy, because because he yeah. was on, was he on Chance's album as well? But, but what? Like, yeah, how is yeah, this guy, he he, 
is he an alien? Like, is he a freaking alien? He's just creating yeah, he's these... He's also in YPN um, Core Days as well, and that was a clean feature yes. as well. So. Unbelievable. Like, on YBN yeah. Core Days album, that and third verse, when they they get into that flow, and they did it on, uh, was it mm. Jimmy Fallon? Mm-hmm. Oh, my good Lord. Like, uh, Anderson Pack. like, oh, mm. shit, man. Like... Yeah, I, I I blew up when I was listening to that 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 YBN Cordae track yesterday, and that third the flow on that third verse was just insane. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry mm-hmm. to cut you off, but like that guy yep. is is approaching Andre three thousand levels of like get this guy on your track, and it's gonna sound unbelievable. Like Isn't it's it? unbelievable. I <laughs> know <laughs> oh, Anson Pack is 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 lengthening them arms, man. He's just he's just oh, he's just uh, widening them roots, and like you know, it's just features popping up everywhere. And every time I see him on a track, I'm just like, God, this yeah. slaps! What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> it's so mad. Yeah. It's so mad. There, there's a, there's a there's a consistency there. I'm, I I will say there's consistency there. Um, shout out to uh, uh Cassie Kenoshi, who was the leader of uh, Seed Ensemble. I was actually I was just trying to get my head round of actually uh, doing that and looking at what I've listened to at the same time, so I was trying to multitask. <laughs> but yes, right, so yes, we're going to spend right. a little bit of time on Rich Brian, just a little bit, Bloody because hell. we are nearly 15 minutes into this fucking recap, Jesus Christ. But yes, it's we have to talk about this album, because I swear, if if my future self <gasps> ain't putting this on my top 10 at the end of the year, I might slap myself, because, I mean... Uh, <laughs> what an Jesus album! Jesus Christ, like, this, uh, this definitely takes what? the weekend. This definitely takes oh. the weekend. Go off, Ben. Go oh off. Oh, my gosh. Like, uh, it's like... <sighs> All right, so I was listening to it yesterday, and I, I was like... I tweeted out, like, this sounds like pet sounds. Like, this is just insane. What? How is he doing this? I, I I, was... You know, I had... So I had a really beautiful weekend. Like, I had a really, really beautiful weekend with my girl, and I was listening to it last night, and I was sitting down trying to finish this this uh, data set for this this podcast, and... This guy was just taking me on a freaking journey. Like I was getting emotional. The the uh, what was the track? Let me get the track list up because I think Yellow was the song that I I literally started almost crying. I'm like I can't freaking listen to this right now and work oh, at geez. the same time. Like okay, the, it was just a be- it's just a beautifully arranged album and. Rich Brian just seems to know when yeah. to come in and rap and when not to. And then sometimes he just comes in and starts spitting like gritty bars quickly, aggressively. Like mm. the track um, mm. Slow Down Turbo is crazy. And then it transitions into Curious, oh which my is... God. Uh, that was just insane. And, and I'm listening to Yellow and it keeps going oh. and going and going. Phil. And I'm like, oh, please... Please keep going. Please keep going. I could listen to two hours of this. Like, <laughs> how did this guy? Because you know his album last year. Last year, uh, Amen. Yeah, it was last year. I mean, that yeah, was a great Amen. album. It had some has some really good tracks on it. I I've always gone back to Enemies and Kitty as well. Like I've always gone back to those songs, but this felt like a huge step up from that. I I'm putting this way at the top of my album of the year list so far. Like. I was just absolutely blown away by his arrangements and his production and wow, like wow, this guy just transitioned from meme artist mm. to freaking artist. Like wow. Yeah. What did like you said you were walking mm-hmm. the dog when you were listening to this, man. I would have been like in tears in the open. Yeah, man. <laughs> no, I went in tears. But I, was, I was just blown away, to be honest. I was just like, I did not see this coming. I was because mm. I actually listened to Amen the day uh, yesterday. 
and because I I I I knew of Rich Brian, and I also knew of his former uh, of of his former name Rich Chigger, and mm. you know uh, I saw I saw a couple of those videos, and I was just like, okay, he's one of those guys. Okay, that's that's mm. great. And I listened to Amen, and while I you know while I enjoyed the vibe of it, uh, you know, there's a lot of thick bass going on, and the flow is impeccable. I think we, we, we sleep on... If there's anything that people should stop sleeping on is Rich Brian's flow, because fucking hell, he could float yeah, on man. a track, man. He, he waves pockets. He's like Kelly Slater yeah. on that bitch, man. He's he's Kelly Slater on that wave, honestly. He's, he's surfing. But, um, yeah, uh, so I was listening to Amen and last, yesterday, and I was just like, this is good. Um, I was kind of put put off by the fact that he had the N-words sprinkled in there. Not even, like, consistently, but just, just now and again. Just, just, just ah. like three or four times okay. throughout the album. And I was just like, did, did he just say that? What the fuck? Did I just, did he, did really? I just say, hear him say that? And I was just really wow. put off by that. I was just like, okay, let's just, let's just get off that because there's no reason for you to say it. There's no, it's no reason, no reason at all. And then I got to, then I got to say, I was listening to that today, and yeah, I was just um, once it got to, uh, once I got to the, once I got to kids, I was just like, damn, this album, kids is, kids is hard. Kids is real hard, man. It's, it's clean. Yeah. It's so clean. Yeah. And uh, yeah. yeah, once it got to once it got around to the slowdown turbo, I was I was at the I was at a point where I was like, I was actually thinking halfway through that song, I was just like, oh, is this is this finally the song where like uh, where it, is it finally the song where you know I'm just gonna be like, mm, yeah, okay, it was, it was right. And then he just switched it up and went, and the beat just started going faster <laughs> and faster. And I was like, <laughs> he just started going faster. Crazy. I was like. Oh so shit! Crazy. He's bossed it again. God damn it! I was just like, oh my god, he's gonna he's gonna rinse the whole album for me. He's gonna rinse it, and he actually did. And then I got to Curious, and I was like, man, this is perfect. And obviously, um, you had the feature with Joji at the end for the last track, and I was just like, I felt like that was a bonus track, to be honest. Um, I feel like that wasn't really part of the album, quote unquote. You know mm. what I mean? So mm. I kind of left that to the side as a, as it is as a song. Um, and Curious was for me was like the last song because there were two mentions, obviously uh, the start of the first song and the last song where he was like going to the shop and buying, uh, you know, uh, iced tea or buying food or whatever. And it was just like, you know, uh, just pretending like a day in the life of Rich Brian kind of thing. And um, yeah, man, this is uh, this is super introspective. There's some good flex bars in here. It's just got it all, and the live instrument instrumentation, mm, man. That's a beautiful. that's a masterstroke. That's a masterstroke. Real. He balanced really the he balanced the um the 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 live instrumentation and the digital uh and also the digital elements that obviously were you know complete throughout uh, his career until now. Obviously in Amen it was just you know thick bass and all and all that and heavy hi hats. Um, this live instrumentation was just a breath of fresh air. And you know, I, 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 yeah, I, like I said, if I don't put this in my top ten, my, I'm gonna slap my future self, to be honest, because that was, um, that's definitely a contender, boy. That's definitely a contender, honestly. With that, little Sims, Dave, Loyal Connor, uh, fucking hell, who else have we got? Like, I don't know, just Jamila Woods, maybe. I don't know, but there's, there's just so my top ten albums is shaping up to be, oh, bellissimo, man, bellissimo. But anyway. <laughs> Enough, oh, Rich man. Brian. Jeez, we had to. <laughs> we have to we get to, to the fucking it. show. We are. T- right, we have cracked twenty minutes, and <laughs> we still haven't got to the fucking show yet. So let's get started. Big up, Rich Brian, and the rest of the and rest of the gang that have dropped projects in the past week. 
Yeah. Okay, so we are going to talk, um, uh, well, briefly, <laughs> we're probably going to get briefly half an hour now. of this, of, uh, of the XXL freshman list and the concept of the XXL freshman list. So I'm, I don't want to give all my points away <laughs> straight away, but I kind of, I'm, I'm, kind of, I'm just going to kind of sprinkle them in uh, just to, just to yeah, start off. So I actually wrote an article about the XXL freshman class and yeah, and just the concept of the XXL freshman list uh, in uh, 2016, yeah, two years ago, uh, June 2016. And I asked in John Ol- in uh, last week tonight with John Oliver Fashion, how is this still a thing? And, you know, it's obviously 2019 now. It's, it's been obviously, well, three years now. God damn. I just realised 2016 is three years ago. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, we're old, man. We're <laughs> and, uh, old. yeah, so... I'm just looking at it now, and I'm still asking myself, how is this still a thing? You know, and you know, there there's a lot of there's a lot of things I can get into. Uh, but I'll, I know you have some stats that you wanna uh, that you've been not giving me, uh, just so you can get my immediate reaction. So uh, I'll I'll hand off to you, and uh, you can uh, you can get the ball rolling. Yeah, I didn't give them to you because I sense this in your tone. You know, we haven't actually actively discussed how we feel about it. And I was like, okay, I can kind of see where Charlie's going with this. And so I was very curious because probably around 2016, I was the same as you. I'm like, how is this honestly still a thing? And only diving into the numbers have I realized actually how important this this list is or how... I guess what what's really made it obvious to me this year is being so engaged in social media as I am, uh, I've noticed a, a huge groundswell mm-hmm. of of uh, just engagement around this for the artists that are involved. And now knowing what I know about social media and having studied it for a full 12 months and about promotion and about paying for promotion and you know, getting retweets by prominent, like it is huge for the artists involved. It honestly is. People uh, might think that, you know, XXL doesn't even have a print. I don't even know if they have a print edition anymore. They might think that uh, these kind of outlets are less relevant nowadays. But honestly, I can tell you the amount of engagement these artists are getting and the amount of, uh, like, I think it was Lil Mosey put out a tweet and said that his freestyle wasn't that great. And everyone picked up on it. And said, you know, good on you, Lil Mosey, for admitting that your freestyle wasn't that great. But that's exposure. That's huge exposure. So I thought to myself, is it is the double XL freshman list like what is the interplay between are they picking people who are already hot and then that's are they piggybacking off that? Or are they picking artists before they blow up and they've got a good eye for talent or are artists blowing up from the freshman list? So I guess what I first wanted to look at was, are they just piggybacking off other artists' success? Are they just grabbing artists who are, you know, like you look at Baby and he had that huge single. Uh, at, like, I think most of the 2019, like look at Blueface. Like Blueface already blew up, you know, he went top 10. Gunner went number four before he made it. So it's easy to look at it now in 2019 and be kind of jaded and say, yeah, DaBaby, Gunner, and Blueface all had top 10 singles before they were announced as XXL freshmen. But if we go back over, this is really interesting. From 2007 to 2017, now there were 112 freshmen. 
49.1% of those freshmen had a top 10 album or top 20 single after their induction, and 34 of those artists had never charted on either chart before they became a double XL freshman. So that's pretty crazy. Mm. Like 50, I mean, look, the 112 artists, you know, you get in 10 years, you're going to make some, it's actually nine years because they skipped 2008. So you're going to, you're going to get some, some artists in there that you're going to pick and they aren't going to blow up. Like we're going to look at, you know, there's heaps of them. Uh, whoever got here, Don Tripp, um, we've got Roscoe Dash, we've got uh, Kirko Banks, Dizzy Wright, Angel Hayes. Like, there's there's going to be some misses in that if you're picking 10 every year. But to have a hit rate of that, mm. and for 34 of those artists to have never charted before the XXL freshman list is, you know, that I'm, I'm pretty surprised by that. And I'm curious as to where you're coming from with this, like, because I know you said, why is it still a thing? Do you think that it's they're not it's not relevant? Do you think Double XL are just hopping on trends? Like, what's your major contention with it? My contention with it is not even about relevance or wave riding or any of that. I just I just criticize it as a list in its purest form. When I see somebody doing rankings, right, whether it's, you know, uh, IndieWire who do uh, entertainment news, they've recently done decade lists and they've done uh, uh, top 100 films of this decade and they've also done top 50 actor, actor performances and it seems very thought out and they have several and they have names, you know, they, have, they put names on it. Uh, for everyone, and you know, you see loads of stuff like that, whether it's the Time 100 or the Rolling Stone 500 that still gets referenced to this day, even though, you know, dropped in like, I don't know, 2005. So, mm. and all of those have names on it. This is, the, the XXL freshman list, for one thing, w- worries me, simply because I don't know who do these lists. I do not know. I don't know if it's the writers of XXL, I don't know if it's the editors of XXL, they just sell XSL freshman list, and then they the only the only feedback they you know they they give to us is who do you want for the tenth spot? So I wrote my article um, uh, now three years ago, <laughs> uh, the the good old days, um, and I was and I asked in, uh, I said I'm not that educated on who's up and coming and don't claim to be plugged into that realm. XXL, however, in this case, clearly do right. So if you're doing such a, a list such as this, right, why have you purposely snubbed people that clearly have more popularity? So what was the my my main my main point that I say throughout this throughout this article, and I'll put a link in the I'll put a link in the fifth element anyway, um, is what is the criteria? Simple, actually, you know what? Try and try and answer that. What is what is the criteria of the XXL freshman list in your opinion? I think off the top of my head, like without researching it, I I think it's changed. I think now it seems to be, I think since the invention of streaming and, and like how artists are just blowing up overnight, now it's kind of like, if you're hot, you have to be on this list. Whereas before, when I was younger and buying the actual, uh, like uh, the actual publications, I think it was trying to put us on to who is going to be hot or who is got who is who has a buzz 
outside of the place that we are currently staying. So for example, living in Australia, I have no idea who's buzzing in America when in 2007. Well, I pick up the the uh, I pick up the double XL freshman, and I actually cut some of these things out, uh, cut like some of the pictures out and put them on my wall. Like you know, we've got all these artists that I've never heard of before, mm. except for Lupe Fiasco. So my thought, and I actually started listening to Papoose because of it, and so I was like, so I think mm. I think it's changed. I think now it's definitely who's hot like if you're not if you're not in it and you've been blowing up everyone's just like why is that artist not in it whereas before i think people might have been more critical if an artist was already blowing up and they made it onto the list they're kind of like well that's that's they don't need this you know so i don't really know what the the criteria is but it certainly feels like nowadays it's it's if you're blowing up yeah you're going to be on the list Exactly. So I'm not really, I don't really like the fact that I don't know what the criteria is here because they pick people who, granted, have, you know, that have a little bit of, um, they have a little bit of spark to them and they're clearly on the come up. And you see, and you may see their name on, you may do see their name on social media now and again. You're just like, mm, okay, then, then that makes sense. But in just, um, in just this 2016, um, uh, uh, reference I have. I'll just I'll just say the people. So they they left um, uh, for that tenth spot. They had people like uh, uh, Jid. They had Black Six Lack Black, Jordan Lucas, Young M A. Right. And I, I so I don't know what the XXL criteria is. Where the tenth spot is clearly something basically saying who has the biggest following that gives a crap about the list, basically. Mm. But with that said, what are the other nine then? What are the other nine? So you've you've picked people that you could, if you want to, you can subjectively say that this person deserves it. This person deserves it. Last year, I thought Stefan Don really deserved it because she's been putting in work for years, and to be on the UK scene and be on a and be on a platform like that, big, big time. Okay, there's clearly people mm. that deserve it, but there are also people that have been snubbed for, for for what reason to make sure that people don't that, that, that make sure they don't get the prediction wrong cuz that's clearly you know in a way in the ethos what they're trying to do here trying to predict the future you know they're, they're saying they're the next people and this is what sports mm. magazines do they you know they have the they have they put some young talent on there on their magazine cover and they're like this person up next, you know what I mean? You've seen loads of them. You see loads of them. Slam Magazine, Sports Illustrated, whatever. They always have someone as a cover star, and they interview them, and they do it just, you know, just for the just for the cover story, and because again, they're on the come up, and that's what XXL obviously have to try and do. They're trying to say they're, they're saying to us, these ten people are the next up, and I can't fully connect with that. And another point that I'll get to. What about the artists that reject it? So, mm, you, there, the artists lot. that we know now that have rejected the XXL freshman list, right? Drake, Nicki Minaj, Tory Lanez, to name a few, right? So, with that said, XXL are creating a list of people that wouldn't have even made it if the artist, quote-unquote, better than them, uh, didn't reject the invitation. So, uh, just in that, just in that, gives, makes this list a kind of a, eh, 
to me. Well, I can't really take, uh, I can't really take, I can't really put weight on it. Excuse me. Where I see some people, I see some artists uh, publicly reject the freshman list for whatever reason. And (laughs) so then they have to put someone else in there. So... What, what 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 I guess it's a matter of the show must go on, I guess, in a case. But I just don't really understand I get well, I do understand why this list is a thing and why it is uh, stayed in the cultural mainstream for, you know, the past ten years or so now. Um, especially mm. when it comes to, you know, people like YouTubers and writers, of course. You know, this is something always to talk about. It's something every year yeah. to for yeah. writers to look forward to, for podcasters to look forward to, for YouTube, for music YouTubes to look forward to. So they can they can do one video, well, YouTubes anyway, they can do one video on the long list. Who who would they pick? You know who who would who would be my top ten and uh, the XXL freshman list, and then the list comes out, and then they rank who's on the list. Then they rank the the freestyles, the thirty second or minute freestyles that they do, and then they rank the ciphers. That's four that's four to five videos right there. That's content right there. You yeah. know, uh, straight out of the oven to your plate, easy, right? That's fine. That's that's fine. There's an ecosystem behind this, which is obviously not going to stop anytime soon. But my problem is, is just the validity of it, where I, I people put a lot of um, people put a lot of weight on this on this list as if it's very definitive and super important, and I just don't consider it that important. That may be just me, you know, and maybe if an artist I rated like a Stefan Don was on there, then I'd probably put and put a little bit more attention on it. But even that, I might list. I might. I mean, even for this year. I maybe watched um, maybe Tierra Wax Cipher, um, Megan The Stallion Cipher, Blueface for the comedy, and that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's pretty much it. I'm I'm not really I'm not really that invested in it. So you know I'm being very fuddy duddy about this. I know, but I just don't really um, I just don't really like the the lack of criteria. I take, you know, if when people do lists, I mean, when I do lists, I take it seriously. I just don't see a seriousness about this where, you know, and and again, this is obviously music, you know, it's arbitrary, but again, there are the people can boost their uh, rocket, uh, their careers, put their careers on a rocket ship with this shit. So I feel like there needs to be more effort put into this uh, instead of just having, you know, a nine that some people choose. We don't know who, and then a temp spot, which is basically just who has the most twi- who has the most uh, Twitter followers, who has the most IG followers. Well, the, the, the who cares about the ex- who their fan base cares about the XL freshman list. I mean, the dangerous part of that is the artists who miss out. Like, I don't know that Double XL has ever said that this is an exhaustive list or this is a list because I'm coming at it from like the exact opposite end to you. Like, I honestly don't really see it as. A bad thing or a negative thing i'm kind of like the only reason the only way i would say this is not a positive part of the culture or part of the genre it, genre let's say genre is a is much better way of describing this the only way that this wouldn't be a positive part of the genre is if double xl was saying we are the authority and these are the 10 artists that you need to know right now 
to the exclusion of all other artists. Mm. And I've heard some artists mm. get quite upset when they haven't made the list. And I can totally understand that because I think this is a great look for young artists when you now have, like, just just being in this space myself and knowing how freaking hard it is to promote yourself. You know, I was listening to this, I was watching a podcast yesterday and they were talking about people with uh, high, who, who measure high in creativity. And um, the psychologist who was talking about it was like, you guys are going to find it really hard to monetize your creativity because like the way success works it's like you have zero success like it's not a it's not a linear um progression you have zero 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 then you get one two three and then all of a sudden you go crazy and you end up very successful but most people give up in that zero phase because it's a long phase and i certainly experienced this like i've been writing articles you know you say 2016 i've been at this since 2016 as well and I now understand that once you start building, like as soon as you get that first look, if your content's good, you're going to go crazy. And so that's why I think this is a really positive mm. thing, the XXL freshman list, because I think if we look at the the artists who have done well post their induction, you know, like there's a cool stat here. Hang on, let me just bring it up, which really shows, uh, where is it here? About, so 50 artists had a top 10 album after uh, hit, after being inducted. Now, only three of those artists had a top 10 album prior. That was Lupe Fiasco, Plies, and Lil Pump. And then not 19 of those artists had a number one album after induction, and only one of those artists had a, a top 10 album prior, and that was Lupe. Like... They're really mm. jumping on. Like, you know, that's why I said, that's why I didn't hit you with the stats immediately because all the statistics show here. And someone asked me if this is, because I said, I tweeted this morning, I was like, uh, XXL Freshman list is, list is a great predictor of commercial success. And someone said, is this correlation or causation? And I said, I, it's, cor- it's causation because we're saying predictor, not, uh, they're not the reason for these artists' success. They're a tool and they're a, they're a, a conduit for artists to get there. Like it's a it's a, a really important platform to get that that creativity out there into in front of as many eyes as possible. And just being a creator and and working in this space myself, knowing that you know I've written articles for like Complex or Universal, and and it's to to even get one retweet from a rapper. Like look at the Tyler the Creator retweet. I got twelve million views that month. And I blew the hell up. Like I got 5,000 followers in one day from one retweet. And now, you know, my brand continues Mm. to grow. It's really beautiful. And so I honestly think the only way that this list could be negative is if XXL is saying, you know, we're the authority on this and anyone who's not on this list right now isn't hot. And then those artists are kind of left out in the cold like, oh man, you know, that's rough. Like that, that hurts. But for all the artists on the list, they're getting so and and you're but you're hundred percent right. You know when you were talking about the content, like I was talking to a friend about this on Twitter, and and they were talking about like how stupid it is now that we always celebrate anniversaries of like a four year anniversary for an album, or this album dropped seven years ago, or this song was released nine years ago, and they're like, why? Actually, it was Edward. Mm-hmm. It was Edward from Central Source. And he's uh, writing over at DJ Booth now. Shout out Edward, like unbelievable writer. 
and always has really interesting takes on things. And he's like, this is stupid. Like, why are we, why are we even celebrating this stuff? And I said, I understand, you know, and he said he just thinks it's lazy journalism, just trying to get content. And I said, I agree with you from the outside, but from the inside, like having to churn out content every day, which is what I have to do, is really hard if no one's releasing music. And now things are blowing up. You know, we spent 20 minutes talking about new music at the start of this podcast. But the first Mm -hmm. like three or four months of this year, there was nothing coming out. And we were just, all of us, I could see all of the outlets just grasping at straws. Like, oh, let's just tweet about Nicki Minaj's quote in some article. Or like, it was just scary. And so we were grabbing at these anniversaries like, oh, I can talk about Biggie or I can talk about Tupac or I can talk about 50 Cent. So I don't Mm -hmm. see any of those things as inherently bad. I said to Ed, like, if you're... Like, it's just not a negative thing, you know? If you're bringing a little bit more engagement and relevance to an artist, uh, I, I honestly... And maybe I'm I'm blinkered because of my platform and what I talk about, but I, I just don't see it mm. how it could be a negative thing. Okay, so let me just um, clarify just a little bit because I, while I understand and to a point agree with you, on the overall, on your overall point, I guess, in terms of whether it's negative or positive. My my problem is not the, you know, not the genesis of the whole thing, because um, you know, th- th- there's been there's been a lot of it's 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 a it's a it's natural in a space such as hip hop and in music in general, for artists and publications to you know to i guess giddy each other up but scratch scratch each other's back it's understandable it makes sense right so let's think about the source under unsigned hype from back in the day right mm. so the point of that was to identify new rappers um that didn't have record deals at the time right so they put biggie on there eminem dmx uh, Immortal Technique, Common, Mob Deep, <laughs> Joel Ortiz, you know, so they 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 had some success there, and they probably and you know they probably didn't have success for for some of them as well. They probably missed it on a couple, right? I understand yeah. that, but I feel like the I feel like the method here being used for the freshmanness is a bit disingenuous for me. Where I don't where 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 I feel like when they we're back in the day with the source, and this just might be, you know, just um, thinking about social media age against the good old days, quote unquote, where the source and people of the source or Vibe or whatever magazine, they were act- they were journalists, music journalists that sought out these people for their for their pieces, and you know, and some some were right again, some were right, some were probably wrong, okay. Well, I don't mind the freshman list being wrong for some because you know they have been they have gotten some L's on on a couple which is natural. I'm not they're not supposed to be Nostradamus here. But my problem is how they're getting these people from the fact that oh okay this um, and this you know this goes back to many conversations we have we've had where it's you know either social media conversation or the meme conversation uh, these some of these people 
are not artists, quote unquote, in the in the traditional sense. It's more like <laughs> I've written a song and it just happened to blow up on YouTube or or SoundCloud, and now I'm on the XXL freshman list. Eh, you know what I mean, where's mm. designer at right now? Where's uh, where where's Ugly God right now? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so but I think it's... While, I, I think while, it's, I, I think it's um, while I'm fine with... I think it's just unfair to just pick on it. Like, I just think it's unfair to cherry pick. Because you say that for Blueface, too. Like, like I know I know what your point is. Um, They're not... Uh, it's, ha- well, yeah, it's hard. It's hard because... What if he falls off next year? Sorry? What if he falls off next year? Blueface? He's already fell off. No, no, no. What if Blue what if he fell off next year? That's what I'm saying. I'm saying like these, these, these. Like we, like we've said in past conversations, these are, these are not. These are these careers aren't made on solid ground like they used to be, and mm, XXL okay. is putting these people on a platform where, uh, where it may is people it's made out to look like they're on solid ground, and you know, I ca- we they came up like in in the. In the sense that we consider, you know, proper, but some of them aren't, <laughs> and I don't, and I'm not really a fan of that perpetuation of, of like saying, are uh, oh, these people are next up when they, 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 they just might not be simply because they, they don't, they don't have the solid ground. I'm not really, I'm not really a fan of that. It give, it make, it, it kind of disillusions people to say like. Uh, to, to to the audience to say this person this person's next up uh, shine shine a light on him shine a light on her and it's just and I just I just I just feel some type of way about it I'm I can't really I guess yeah. I'm not really explaining it too well but it just no it no, just no. Irks I, me I, in a, I think in a, it just irks me a little bit it just irks me because I'm I'm looking at the numbers because I'm hearing exactly what you're saying and I was feeling this too where when I first started this analysis I was kind of like the same as you where these artists are the next up. And I was like, when I was going through the earlier years, it was more like, we think these artists are the next up. Does that make sense? The distinction where they were picking artists who had never charted before, like a lot of artists who had never charted before, who had no commercial success, who weren't blowing up. They were just like, they were plucking these artists before they blew. Whereas now I've noticed going through these numbers is... 2016 and onwards there's a huge there's a much higher proportion of these artists who charted before they were picked as a double xl freshman so now i think it's switched from we think these artists are going to blow up or we think these are going to be the next hot artists to these are the hot artists right now but we don't really know what's going to happen after that it's it's kind of like it's making the list... I'm starting to really listen to your point and understand it. It's starting to make the list quite redundant because I think it's yeah. really great for these artists who are... You know, like we look at... Uh, I Personally, I think it's great for YBN Corday. I think it's a great look for him. Uh, great look for Rico Nasty. Yep. Uh, great look for Comethazine. Uh, but you look back at these last two years. I mean, Tierra Wack's been blowing up. The baby, obviously, like he's been going crazy. Gunner had a top four single with Drake. You know, Blueface already blown up. Megan The Stallion already blown up. JID, everyone knew JID in 2018. Blockboy JB had already blown up. Trippy Red was already blowing up. Lil Pump had a, had a top three single already before he came on the list. 
So now I'm starting to understand what you're saying. Like these careers aren't really built on solid ground like they used to be. Now I actually ran through and looked at how many projects artists had released before they got on the list. Now this is kind of crazy because back in the day, artists had released like, you know, on average about eight to 12 projects before they got on the list. I'm talking mixtapes. Now, Mm. if we look at Mm. what I said, you know, from uh, 2014, 2014 was the last, oh, hang on, we've got OG Mako was 2015, he had released 13 projects before he got on the list. That was the last artist who had had released more than 10 projects before getting on the list. So now they're picking up artists, like these averages post-2016 are super low. Let me just get this average here quickly. Um... This is like live live stats. A lot of people say I should do my stats live on YouTube. <laughs> I'm like, you don't want to watch that, man. It's really freaking boring. Mm. All right, so <laughs> since 2016, okay, the average is 3.6 projects before release. A lot of these artists have one, two mixtapes out before release. So they've got enough. They, they, they've blown up, as you say, off YouTube or off a single. Now I'm starting to understand what you're saying. Uh yeah, I mean, it's it, it. Maybe it is making this list a little bit more redundant and and kind of like, what's the point of this list? Because in my view, the point is to give shine to artists who deserve it, who are blowing, who are going to blow up, or who have a lot of skill or talent. But if they're just picking up artists yeah. that have already blown, in the hope that they'll continue to go that way, to maybe feed into this content kind of uh content cycle where they're like okay we'll get heaps of exposure because these artists already have a huge fan base and they're gonna like retweet everything we tweet about them Mm, maybe that's not so positive after all yeah so you know i i'm glad we found a i'm glad we found a decent middle ground here but um i just i just want to say right you know it is is entirely possible that Double XL are doing it on you know completely innocent conditions. You know it might not be in in the in the uh, w- with the seeking of clicks and you know just you know of or, or wave riding quote unquote. You know they might not be they might not be going for that. They might not be that we might be I might be all wrong about this, and they actually might have a criteria that I just don't see. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe that's the thing. It may maybe, but it's not. Um, <laughs> But I'm, I, as my, I just want to give a final point, actually. So my thing is just that you know the the fact that you the fact that you've gone to that, I guess, point of thinking, right, goes back to my original point. We don't know the criteria. At least with unsigned type, we knew the criteria. It's people that didn't have a record deal, and they're making noise. Okay, or in in whatever area that the the, the particular journalist is in, right. For this, I'm seeing a lot more cogs to it. Some we know about, some we don't know about, and that just gives me pause. And the fact that people, and the fact that some artists over the years have rejected the list as a list, it is kind of is kind of built on shaky foundations, where it's just like onto the next one. That's not really that's not really how it works, you know. I mean, it's not exactly you can't you can't make a basketball team right out and and call them the dream team, but LeBron James and and Kevin Durant have said they're not attending. It's not it's not the dream team then, is it? If if the people mm. that we can that we consider 
the best of the best right now not on the t- have have declined to put uh, to be on the team. You can't call them the dream team in that case. If Michael Jordan and uh, I and uh, and Larry Bird went on the '92 Olympic team, it's not the dream team, is it? <laughs> if if they just said, "Nah, you know, I just want to rest up for the summer and wait for the next season," that wouldn't work, is it? So I'm getting I'm getting off tangent, but yeah, the fact that I, I'm just more talking about it from a you know just a pure creating a list. Um, standpoint which is a bit geeky of me <laughs> which is a bit geeky of me but I do uh, obviously I've I've said a couple of points where it's just very meta and very um, you know uh, points where the, the the they're making these decisions based on the uh, based on the current climate of hip-hop right now and I feel like there's a bit of perpetuation to the to the to the negative because for an artist that has blown up off a couple of songs, while I while I understand that, and you know that hasn't that's not a new thing. Like I said, you know, like I said a few a few episodes ago, you know, viral isn't a social media concept. It's it's been a it's been a concept for most of human history, right? But mm. with that said, I do wonder sometimes whether where you pick this person off a couple of tracks that have made a couple of million, you know, streams or whatever, or a couple of million views on YouTube, instead of someone that has, you know, released projects, genuine projects, mixtapes, albums, EPs, and they're not on your list. You know what I mean? That's just that's just where... Mm. That's just where I mean, and maybe I'm giving them too much credit here of 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 giving them the title of bastion of picking, you know, the 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 ten next up right now. Maybe maybe this whole episode is a big L to me because we're actually dedicating a whole fucking episode to this shit. <laughs> maybe I'll take an L on that, but <laughs> but whatever you think, um, but whatever you think about the uh, about the freshman list, I mean. They kind of take a dub by the fact that people talk about talk about it every year. Um, they get my they get my yearly tweet of how the fuck is this still a thing? Why do you lot care? <laughs> um, <laughs> and you know, it's just Thanks. it's just how it it's just how it is in the social media climate. It's just how it is. So you know, I can't I can't really you know some at some point it's just going to be me shouting at a cloud i guess and just going get off my lord so if i sound like that i sound like that i'm not really going to apologize for it it's just how it is <laughs> you interest me sometimes charlie you interest me sometimes because like you're very young but thank you I like you to have keep an you old toast. head you have an old head mentality like it's just really interesting i feel like Sometimes I feel like the the immature one without listening. Like I'm listening to Iggy Azalea and talking about that, and you're like, <laughs> "What the hell, man? I listened to Inspector Deck this week. Why are you listening to Iggy Azalea?" And I'm like, "Oh shit!" But the, the so hey, you listen to E40? I, yeah, that's true. Well, e, everyone should listen to E40. I mean, he's a freaking scholar. Like everyone listen, should think, listen yeah, to Inspector Deck. What, what's this conversation going to? No, it's good. I'm saying it's good. I'm saying it's terrible that I'm listening to Iggy Azalea and Tiger and giving breakdowns of their albums while you're talking about. Oh yeah, that's a you problem, bro. Don't know, don't know. You need to get checked for that. Yeah. No, I got I got a massive <coughs> issue there. But but see, I think we're just. I think honestly, you know, I don't really have a problem with the list at all. I think it's pretty cool. I think it's a great way for artists to get exposure. The only criticisms I was I would have is that whenever you have 
a platform like this, you have to understand that you have a lot of clout and you have a lot of, um, what's the right word? You know, with this comes responsibility. And people don't remember that a lot of the time. They just see people just getting off tweets and they're like, eh, you know, it's all good, you know. But you do have a lot of responsibility. And they've only had nine females on in the entire history. Three of them were this year. So that's like six from the previous 10, 11, 12 years, however many years it was. Like that's tiny amount. You Mm. have, uh, and I know there hasn't been a huge uh, influx of female rappers. I'm just going through the list of people who've turned it down. Nikki turned it down, so that's an extra one. But I mean, Nikki probably turned it down in like 2010 when she was already blowing. Uh, No Mm -hmm. one else I see on this list is a female rapper that has turned it down. So that's the one thing I would say is like, you know, you kind of got to like, I mean, they put Iggy on it. Like, you know, they got a lot of heat for that, actually. Yeah, that's a whole different, that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah. They got a lot of heat for that. But I want to like, just quickly, just because, Mm. you know, we've gotten quite deep in this episode, let's just run through some of the artists that were on it that did not blow. All right. Just, just, just went nowhere. And shout out to some of these artists because I have engaged with a couple of them on Twitter before. So we've got Rich Boy, went nowhere. Charles Hamilton, well, we know he's released like 187 projects in like literally 187 projects in the last 10 years, like an insane amount. Um, and just very quickly on a side note, okay, when I tweeted, if anyone's listening to this right now and you're seeing statistics that came from me, but you're seeing them on someone else's page and they're not crediting. Do not believe those statistics. Now, I tweeted out earlier that Gucci Mane had released 100 projects, right? And everyone said that that was the most projects ever by a rapper. I have no idea who came up with that. <laughs> but it is not true, all right? I have no idea. Someone stole the statistic because people do that all the time and then decided to add their spin to it. The most ever by a rapper? Like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. So if you're seeing stuff like that, please don't get in my mentions and say I'm wrong. I was the one who originated it. I sit down and count this stuff out, all right? I was not wrong. Charles Hamilton has like 187 projects. All right. So we've got Corey Guns, nothing blue. Mickey Fax, shout Mm. out to Mickey Fax. I talk to him sometimes. Uh, Pill, uh, OJ DeJuiceman, Donis. Who is Donis? I don't know who Donis is. Uh, Lil B. I mean, Lil B's a legend. We can't put Lil B in this category. Lil B's a freaking legend. Roscoe Dash. Trinidad James. Man, that was that was probably one of the first instances of XXL freshman grabbing someone who was already hot. Apart from Lupe. I mean, Lupe on Touch the Sky blew up. But, like, they grabbed Trinidad James and then he just went. No, it didn't happen for him, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Yeah, I think he has like uh, a Coco show Bang. on YouTube with like two other dudes, and he still oh, really? dresses exactly how you think, which is fascinating. I'm just like, where does he get the money from? But yeah, uh, maybe uh, all gold everything is just he's getting the check every month. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so well, I'll just say this very quickly. Um, I was playing. I watch AFL in Australia, and this is this is an interesting thing. Like people don't understand how artists make music off these songs like legacy legacy money. So I was watching a game of AFL in Australia. It's an Australian football sport, right? Very white crowd, incredibly white crowd. Like uh, a few Aboriginal players, but ultimately no one knows anything about hip-hop. So the drums for um, 
uh, what's that song in Yeezys? Is it New Slaves? Yeah, so that comes on. And that's their run out song. The Sydney, Sw- the Sydney Swans run out to that song, right? And I'm with my friend, the whitest man in history, right? And he's up there going, like banging him out, like. And then. And so I'm just looking at him like, bro, that's a Kanye song. He's like, this is a Kanye song? I'm like, yes, it's a freaking Kanye song. He's like, oh, I thought the Swans came up with this song. I'm like, no, they didn't come up with this goddamn song. So, like, I'm on the other side of the world listening to... And that's how Kanye is getting paid, man. That's how he got out of debt. Because, like, random sports teams on the other side of the world are, like, using your music to run out onto the field to. So, you know, people like, oh, I don't know how that person's still rich. Man, there's a lot of money in that stuff. Anyway, I got really sidetracked there. Mm. But, like, there have been a few artists that have not blown at all. John Connor, Angel Hayes, Kid Kid. Man, that was a weird when they added Kid Kid to the list. I was like, bro, he's like 30. Like, why are you putting him on the list? Um, Stefan Don hasn't blown yet in America. Lil Mosey, Roddy, or Lil Mosey's new, sorry. Roddy Rich, oh, he's new as well, sorry. I can't add the 2019 artist because we don't know what they're gonna happen, what's going to happen there. But, um, you know, they have missed a few times. But, yeah, I just want to say that, like, a lot of time they've freaking hit, man. They've hit well. But, yeah, I, in, in conclusion, I know I got off on, like, three different tangents there. Uh, I, I don't have a problem with the list. Uh, I think it's a great... I think it's cool. I think it's a great piece of content. I think it's really good for the artists involved. And, um, yeah, until it starts going left and they start saying we're the authority on hip-hop, I'm just going to be like, okay, that's fair enough, man. Put Put your list out. Like, I'll get some tweets off and... We'll all get some engagement and we'll forget about it in three months and then we'll start the content train up again next June. Fair enough. Do you have a line note? I do. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just went off there a little bit about the... That was really crazy, that Sydney Swans thing when I heard that song. Is it New Slaves or is it... Um... Oh, I don't no, know. So it's Black Skinned. What's... Black skinhead. That's that's right. Oh my god, it was black skinhead. Because I was like, all these white people in here drumming, drumming on their plastic seats to. And I'm like, how are you drumming to black skinhead? We're in Australia. We're all white. Like this is weird as hell. And none of them knew it was a Kanye song. I was like, oh man. Anyway, so my lighter note is, it's kind of funny because. You and I had a, a chat with Carter from Central Source during the week, and it was a video chat. Now, Charlie just comes in here, and, and I've been hearing about this in, in inverted commas heat wave in the UK, where it's like 32 degrees or something, and my friends are texting me like, I'm melting, how do you deal with it? So we're sitting there, Charlie's got a freaking towel with him, right? And like every probably four minutes in this 90-minute conversation, Charlie's there just like... Just dousing himself in the towel, just as if he's drowning in sweat, just rubbing his face down. He looks tired. He looks weak. He looks drawn out. I'm just like, he looked uninterested in the conversation because it was so hot. Wow. I'm like, Charlie, it's like 32 degrees, bro. Like, just relax, man. It was just hilarious. I'm trying not to laugh the whole time. (laughs) What's going on over there, Charlie? Like, you guys all right? Do you need us? What do you need? Can we help you in some way? Can we give you some some games so you can some deal with this 
horrible climate incident. Bro, this is a trash lighter note. Alright, so guys, it was it was it wasn't thirty-two, alright? It may have said thirty-two, but for real, it was closer to forty, okay? So that's just number one. <laughs> this is the first time in 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 literally this summer that it's been over it's been over thirty five okay it was it was it was hot I'm sorry it was hot I sweat I I, I sweat a lot I sweat a lot on that on, on that occasion okay and I needed to tell because I don't like I don't like the feel of sweat it feels weird I don't like it I feel greasy so I just have I I had to I had a towel and I dab myself up now and again so yeah. <laughs> Fine, if you want to call me a bitch in the heat, then fine, call me a bitch in the heat. But you know what? I know plenty, plenty, plenty of other people that were so much worse. They were bitching about uh, summer. These people, some of these people prefer winter to summer, Ben. Are you mad? No, that's weird, man. If that's you too like, much. Hey, if you like winter... If you like winter over summer, you do not deserve nice things. I am sorry. There is, there is no, yeah. there is no... Fucking no. This is what the problem is with UK weather, right? So I'm trying to I'm trying to keep myself cool over here, right? I'm dabbing myself with the towel. I'm trying to keep cool, okay? I'm sorry for trying to keep cool for fuck's sake. My bad, <laughs> you know. And probably wouldn't I probably wouldn't last in an Australian summer. I probably wouldn't because I wasn't fucking climatized to it. All right, so that's number one. Number two, okay. So if I'm if it's the first time in forty degree weather and you know, just to say, it hasn't been 40 degrees since then. It's actually it's been raining the past couple of days. So, you know, fuck you on that. So, you know, it's, it's, it's an outlier. It's an outlier. And you can't climatize to one day weather. Okay? You can't climatize to that. That shit is impossible. You wake up, you're greasy. I took two showers that day. All right? What? Wait, wait, hang on. I can't on. believe you came for me on wax. Disgraceful. This is... This is... This is a serious thing, cause, cause in Australia, in Australia, right? We've had I've played a lot of cricket with a lot of English guys, and we call English people soap dodgers. Now, how many showers? And and look, I've seen this play out physically. Okay, I've seen and I've been with British people who do not shower very often. What is the average amount of showers a British person will have in a day? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Most people, I guess, do it daily. I'm not sure. I don't, I don't take polls on this. <laughs> But I mean, it should be daily, right? Like you should be having a shower every day. I yeah, feel yeah. like, come on, I, I have two yeah, showers a day. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Depends on your lifestyle, innit? If people go gym, they have a shower there, and then wake up and they go shower. They have a nighttime shower. Whatever. I don't know. What is this? What is? What is this? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't take polls. I don't look I, up polls on how often people shower in the UK. I don't give a fuck. I just. I just. <laughs> I, t- I just took two showers, and it and it and I rarely do two showers. I usually do one a day. So that's just me, alright. And it was it was greasy. It was forty degrees. It was mad hot. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. I was sweating. I'm sorry. My bad. I apologise, Ben, for not being better in one outlier day of forty degree weather, and the rest of the week is near twenty five. Sorry that the temperature nearly doubled for one day, and it felt like I was. Breathing devil's armpit. My bad. Sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I haven't heard you this passionate in months. I just like. I can't believe you came for me on wax. That is disgraceful. I can't believe. It. I told you I was gonna do it. I told you after the. I, I told you after the call. This. I'm like. 
I'm like, I told you, I'm I'm, I just got like 30 lighter notes and you're like, oh, I can't wait. And then when the time comes around, you don't want the smoke. You just went crazy. <laughs> I'm not laughing. No, 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 I'm, cu- so no I'm, I'm cool, bro. I'm cool. I'm cool. You can, you can deliver all you want. I'm just saying my piece, bro. I'm saying my piece. It was hot. I'm sorry. That's it. I don't, I don't have anything to be ashamed about. I was hot. It was forty degrees. Um, you know that's huh? just how it is. You caught me. You caught me being hot. You know that's that's how it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm, I'm not. I can't, I, can't, I can't. Yeah. 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 You good? I can't you good? stop you got, you got your you got your smoke out. Yeah. Good. Yeah. All right. Let's end the show right there then. Yeah. Fuckery. Absolute fuckery. I can't stop. Don't you dare come for me on my. I'm gonna ruin it. The- I'm gonna ruin the audio because I can't stop freaking laughing, bro. You're hurting my face right now. My face is in pain. This is this is torturous. All right, all right. Hey, there's only one more thing I want to say because I wrote it down on my little pad. Tread you carefully. You said Nostradamus. And... No, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's all good, man. It's all good. We're gonna have to spend the week patching our relationship up, obviously, before we get back on wax next week. Otherwise, it's gonna be a brutal episode. But there was only one thing when you said Nostradamus, and I was just like, oh man, I wish you'd said Nostradamus. I would have lost it so bad if you'd said Nostradamus. I did have it in my head. I was like, I should say Nostradamus right now. (laughs) All right, we can leave it there. I'm done. I'm out, man. I've got to fucking relax. I got shit to do today. (laughs) Christ. Alright, I'm mm. good, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, go go do your stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> this has been Digging in Digits. We have hoped you enjoyed this episode. I have been Charlie Taylor of Fifth Element. I've been Ben Carter of Hip Hop Numbers. And we shall see you next week. Hope everybody has a good week. We shall try and do the same. I shall try and keep cool. And until <laughs> next time, take it easy, ladies and gentlemen. Alright, please. Digging in the Digits is produced by me and Ben Carter. The show was edited by me. Music for this show, piece from video games by bonus points. Thanks to Chopper Records for the ability to use. Socials for the fifth element, hip hop by numbers, bonus points, and Chopper Records will be in the description wherever you're listening. This has been a fifth element podcast network and hip hop by numbers collaboration. Thanks for spending the time with us, and we shall see you next time on Digging in the Digits.